This week's episode is sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform, designed by real estate agents for real estate agents. Are you a licensed real estate agent or broker? Download the Doors Open Connect on the Apple App Store today for free to join our growing network and community of licensed professionals and also to stand out at your next listing appointment by offering to maximize exposure to your seller's listing and even get reliable coverage on demand when you can't be there and or recruit agents under your brokerage by the new wave of lead generation software and even offer them instant paid opportunities that they could take advantage of. That's Doors Open Connect. Also, be sure to follow us at Doors Open Connect on IG and at Doors Open Connect LLC on Facebook. Hello, I'm Deshaun Robinson with Doors Open Connect, and this is my co-host, Ricky Haas. Say hello, Rick. How we doing, y'all? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, and we know everybody else is doing good too, because the market is still crazy, still on fire. It's just getting hotter. What's, what is the word for hotter than hotter? I don't even think there's a word. Lava? Uh, yeah, lava. I guess you could say the market's <laughs> lava now. It's pretty ridiculous. And, um, you know, I'll have to excuse me for this interview with my voice. We just got back from a red eye flight. Um, from a trip uh, that was supposed to be out to Denver. We ended up in Arizona somehow um, due to the strikes and the outages. I mean, what a catastrophe that was. Yeah, we sat on the tarmac for about an hour and a half. That was fun. That uh, walkout from the uh, control towers really um, put a damper in our weekend plans, but we did what we could and made the best of it. You know, you know what it helped me out, though, with? What's that? Was I was able to beat one of our partners, Jorvi, in chess a bunch of times. So that, you know, I got a little smarter at chess. So that helped <laughs> sitting an hour and a half on the tar- tarmac. Keep, kept you sharp. Kept you sharp. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess, but we were supposed to go to Denver and we ended up in Arizona. A little different. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can't. <laughs> it was an experience to say that for sure. I'll remember that for quite some time, just like the last one. So. Um, yeah, also, uh, just wanted to follow up on a closing that we just had through an open house. Um, there was a Jess Morris who had just, uh, you know, posted up on DOC, a duplex, um, with Ariel Myers, um, both being from Marzuko uh, real estate, that brokerage over there. And, um, the buyer ended up walking in through the door that day and Ariel was able to capitalize on that follow up and close pretty shortly thereafter on a duplex. All through an open house. All through Look an open that. house. You know, um, nothing upsets me more when I, I go on these the forums and they I see these people saying things like open houses don't work or they're a liability or. I just don't work for them. It doesn't work for them. Not everything is for every one person, but I will tell you nothing beats, uh, you know, somebody interested in buying coming through that house and and kind of putting on a party for them you know being the house making it feel home homely and and uh welcoming and and, and exciting so it works which leads us into our guest i've heard she she's a rock star at these open houses leads us into our next guest we got a little intro music for her she's got quite the character she is a beautiful person inside and out since i've met her um, she's just so vibrant and just so full of energy and giving back. And uh, we're really happy and excited to have her here play that uh, little intro. I'd like to intu- ladies, uh, introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, to Miss Astrid Schoer, also known as the Coastal Chic Realtor. And with that, we'll dive right in here and not to... Uh, hey, hey, hey. How you doing, Astrid? <laughs> Doing good? I'm feeling great this morning. You look it. Thank Amazing. You. 
for for those of you that are are not here in the room right now, again with her presence, it's vibrant. She's got this hat on, uh, this pink hat. Uh, I mean, rocking I'm for my pink sister since it's breast cancer awareness yep. month, and I am a survivor. Mm-hmm. Digging it, and I was going to say that you know Astrid has actually survived breast cancer, and we just participated not too long ago in the uh, two weekends ago uh, the NAMI walk. Um, for mental health. And that was a privilege. And it was it was exciting to see everybody coming together for that event, and really rallying around support for those who uh, have issues or have family loved ones uh, that have issues with mental health. So that was good. And walking over the bridge, seeing that sunset. Thank God it was cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Astrid is also uh, known uh, as last quarter, the the top 10 in the Marzuko real estate office uh, for the Cape Cape Coral mm-hmm. office. Um, so she's been thriving there. She's also been crushing it with open houses. So we're interested to dive into that and, uh, and find out a little bit more. Where are you from, Astrid? Born in New York, uh, raised on Long Island. And I left Long Island probably about 2007, moved to Atlanta, stayed there for about 15 years. I was actually a police officer. So shout out to my Blue Line family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I met my husband. And he just retired December 29th. Um, 2019 of 28 years in service. Wow. So, yeah. I'll do it. Thank you. Yeah. You've seen some stuff? we both seen yeah. some stuff, <laughs> some things. Yeah, especially in Atlanta. It's a, a definitely a, um eclectic and, you know, rough policing area, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed every bit of it. So yeah. is it downtown uh, Atlanta where you... So DeKalb County is it's on the outskirts of Atlanta. Okay. Um, but it's you know not far, about 15, 20 minutes drive, depending on where you are in DeKalb County. But um, I've handled everything as being a street cop, from domestic calls to you know traffic stops to murder scenes. So not, not only is she a rock star in real estate, but she can whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, and look good doing it. Hey. <laughs> hey. So tell us about how you got to Florida. So my parents retired um, in New York and going to Florida was just on their bucket list. And my mom is like a big research buff and she found Naples and we started, you know, visiting her. We fell in love with it, my husband and I. And for my husband, he has memories as a child going to Seabird Island, which is right off of Daytona Beach, which I was actually able to go this past weekend for the Leadership Summit for Women's Council Realtors, which I'm also a member, proud member of. And um, we just knew we wanted to be close to the water. We wanted a better life for our boys at the time. And we fell in love with it. And we wanted to be in Naples, but for our price point and what we wanted to build, we quickly found out that being in retirement on that budget was not going to work. So we both loved the water. We both loved fishing. We both loved boating. Um, And he found Cape Coral one night. And I was like, Cape Coral? Hmm, I don't (laughs) know about that. But it reminds me so much of my hometown, Freeport, on Long Island because it's known as the fishing capital. So we have a lot of canals where I grew up. We were about 15 minutes from the beach. So I love the Cape. I love it here. Very similar, just no snow. Just no snow. (laughs) (laughs) Nicer weather. Have you been doing a lot of fishing since you've been here? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. And I've gotten some trouble. Uh Uh-oh. Because, you know, when you're a new Floridian, you don't really know all the wildlife and fishing, gaming rules and regulations. And we found out really quickly. I got a warning, no ticket. 
um, about keeping fish that were not of size. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. they all have their different <laughs> limits and different <laughs> changes every year. And <laughs> Absolutely, but I love it. Yeah, they're always changing stuff. I mean, you know, we go through phases. One year it's too cold, so you can't keep snook between here and there. And then the next year it's, you know, um, every once in a while we get that algae bloom that comes through. And then that, they... Yeah. they take things off for a while understandably but uh yeah that what's uh what's been popping in real estate yeah what what got you into real estate well um after being diagnosed in 2018 with breast cancer mm-hmm. i was 38 at the time i had my own business i had a um, fitness business it was actually a faith-based fitness business where we did outdoor boot camps fitness nutrition mission trips my radio show at the time that i had the salt and light movement radio show Um, and that pretty much all came to an end. It just crumbled. Um, it was really a tough diagnosis to get through. My husband was still in police, police work, law enforcement. Um, so that in itself was just tough for him. And he said, when you recover, when you get back to being well, getting back to being Astrid, why don't you start something that you've always wanted to do? And that was real estate. And, you know, growing up and my household, it was, you went to college and you had a career with benefits and you know a salary and my father not being american it was just very regimented by the book so very cut and dry and you know he came over here had the american dream and was able to retire and buy his house in naples and that was pretty much the route that i thought i should take and not do real estate um because it was never a guarantee so march of 2020 i said let me just go for it you know i've survived breast cancer there's nothing that I can't do. And um, I'm so glad I did it. I took the course in March. Um, actually, I was in the same um, class as Ariel My- My- Myers, Myers. Yeah, mm-hmm. in our office. And um, my test was delayed because of COVID. So I had to wait all the way until J- July to take my exam. And um, I just hit the door running. And I'm so proud of myself. I know that what I've done from last August to now is really not the norm for most new agents, especially me being in Florida for two years or less than two years and not really knowing a lot of people, um, I was really able to tap into my sphere from New York, from Atlanta, from California, from Vegas, um, to really grow my business through referrals and just doing a lot of lives on Facebook. So you probably see me a lot. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, we've seen you a lot. <laughs> hey, that's what it's there for, marketing and, and uh, for the majority of it, free marketing. And, and Absolutely. You know, social media has uh, been amazing to leverage, um, just getting started, not having to put a lot of money into it, and, and utilizing it the way that you've been doing is great. And obviously, having the personality shows too. I saw one of your open house signs the other day, and I was blown away by it. I was like, finally, not just yeah. a generic open you know, open house or welcome home, red and blue sign that you could pick up at Home Depot. This was somebody who took time and effort to put her character on that open house sign. Come, ju- not just check out this, this, I mean, you see a sign like that, you're like, man, I got to check out the house. Yeah. I yeah. got to see it. I got to see what's going on in there. But um, yeah, do you think your number one, uh, where are your number one leads coming from? Like the majority of your leads? Um, most of my leads are really coming from social media, Mm -hmm. um, and me really just speaking to me doing real estate. Um, I don't look at myself as a Cape Coral realtor. I don't look at myself as a Southwest Florida realtor. I service everywhere in Florida. Mm -hmm. So when my folks back in New York or, you know, Atlanta, other states see that, 
they know to call me, you know, and if I can't make it to that particular area, I'm able to use my network with the Women's Council Realtors and reach out to other realtors and other areas of Florida to be able to assist them, you know, so I'm, ba- I'm building my referral business that way. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the, the Women's Council of Realtors. Tell, tell us about that. So Women's Council of Realtors, first of all, it's not just for women. Um, I actually saw two males there this weekend in leadership roles. And it's an organization, it's a not-for-profit organization, and it's national. So it's not just here in Florida. We have them in every state pretty much. Um, California, Texas, and Florida are the biggest chapters. And it brings a lot of value. It's not just meeting with other realtors and having lunch and having socials. It's a lot of education, a lot of lunch and learns. Um, We do a lot of fundraising, which is really near and dear to my heart, Mm -hmm. giving back to the community because we are so blessed to be a blessing to other people. Um, And, you know, they also help with reimbursement. So if you're looking to get a designation, you can do that and they'll reimburse you for that. Um, We have a lot of strategic business partners. So people that are not even realtors, whether they be in mortgage or Doors open, connect. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you can take advantage of it and just really utilize it for your branding and just recognition out there. Awesome. Yeah. So when did you get involved in that? So I wanted to find an organization that I could be a part of that really just spoke to me as a person, as a realtor, um, that was not just on a local level, but a national level. And I had a girlfriend that invited me to an Eventbrite situation of networking mm-hmm. with other realtors. And that's how I discovered them. And, you know, soon after learning their message and the value, um, they state that women council uh, members that are um, of the Women's Council of Realtors make more money than the average realtor. Really? And that's based on our referral network with Radius and just the ability to um, move up within Florida Realtors and also with NAR, the National Association of Realtors. So um, that's how I joined in February. And then this past summer, I was appointed to secretary. And that role has changed nationally. So going into 2022, I will be the first vice president for the Women's Council of uh, of Realtors, the Naples on the Golf chapter or network. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Think about that. So you, in just two years of being here in Florida. One year with real estate. One year in real estate, but two years of being here in Florida. Building up that network. I have so many agents. We have a lot of agents that come to us and they're like, well, I just think people just won't take me serious. I'm too new. I'm not knowledgeable enough. And it's like, no, you, you can really can. All you have to do is be knowledgeable by learning and putting yourself out there. And you really dove in uh, head first, it sounds like, into yeah. the community, giving back and being a part of these different events. So that way um, you, you can really incorporate that into your business and helping others. But also simultaneously networking yeah. and giving back uh, to the community. How, how important is it, Astrid, for, for a lot of our newer agents that are listening to the podcast, how important is it to, um, you know, put money and time back into your, your career, your business, so to speak? Because so, there's a lot of agents out there that I, I talk to and they're like, they don't understand the concept of, you got to spend money to make money. I am a firm believer in first, I use this saying a lot, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Okay. So what do I mean by that? If you're not speaking to people, if you're not telling people what you do, that you're a realtor um, and how you can assist them, then guess what? They're not going to know that there's a need for you. Mm -hmm. And in turn, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to be able to eat. Right. Right. Um, This is a pay to play game. So, of course, we have these free tools like Facebook, Instagram, 
doors open connect for our open houses. But you really need to go a step further by paying for boosted ads on social media, um, taking different courses to educate yourself and make yourself abreast of the market. Um, for me, I'll speak as a woman of color coming down to Southwest Florida. I didn't see a lot of me, you know, in New York, it was a melting pot, even in Atlanta. I mean, it was, everyone were professionals making six figures plus and could hold their own. Right. But here I didn't really see that, um, represented. So I kind of had to work five times harder than the average agent who wasn't of woman, a woman of color, just mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I hear it from a lot of, a lot of other agents as well. Um, so just really just pouring into yourself, being knowledgeable, taking the courses that you can afford mm-hmm. and creating your own brand, creating your own image. And as a new realtor, are you going to know everything? Absolutely not. But when you speak to that and clients know that they're willing to give you grace you know, as long as you're being honest and upfront and being true to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So I definitely believe in you having to pour back into yourself, whether it be paid ads or, you know, your website or, um, you know, boosted stuff out there. You definitely have to put some money into it. Just like you did with your, your signs. Your signs for your open houses are very unique Thank you. because it's got you on it and it's professionally done. It's just not the, you know, the, like Deshaun said, the Home Depot red or blue signs um, that you can get. You actually, now, now is anybody going to pay you for those signs? Are you going to make money off those signs? No. no. So, th- so you had, you put that back into yourself. Well, A, it's a write-off, of course. Yeah. Um, but you put that back into yourself knowing that I'm going to do something. I'm going to spend money in myself. Not necessarily going to get that money back, but I'm putting it into myself to to stand out, to be different. So there's 20,000 agents, you know, from Cape Coral all the way to, to Marco. And if you're doing the same thing as all the other agents, I mean, how much business are you actually going to pull in? Because at the end of the day, you have to remember, this is your business. You are a business owner. You're not working for someone. I wish I can just show up to the to the office and have my broker say, okay, here's 100 people that's ready to go to buy tomorrow. I wish that's how it worked. Everybody would be a real estate agent. I don't think anybody would do any other job. But like, like you, you, you did things to stand out right away. You didn't just Oh, I'm going to keep putting the, the blue open house signs in the yard or the red ones. You did, you did things that you know you're not going to get money back on. Well, technically, I mean, if you pull in a lead in that open house and you close it, yeah, then you just Absolutely. paid for your signs. But you have to go into it, like you said, knowing that you're not going to get money right away, right? But it's going to build your business and you're going to grow from that. And that's key because, you know, so many realtors give up that first year. Um, And like I said, you know, what I've accomplished, and this is not to toot my own horn in any way or form or fashion, um, but I've been able to make six figures in the first year, okay? A lot of realtors that are brand new are not able to do that. The very first lead that I got or client was on a Facebook Live, walking down the street in my neighborhood, sweaty, no makeup on, just being me, just talking about the vacant lots. And although it wasn't a big sale, it was 16500 bucks. okay? You know the commission off of that is a few hundred bucks yeah. that you're making. But that was the opening to the first thing. And you can't give up. You can't expect just to come in, you got your license, and all these leads are going to be coming your way. You're going to hear a lot of no's before you hear that first yes. Mm-hmm. And this business, you have to have thick skin. Um, you have to be able to handle rejection well and move forward. 
you know, take those lemons and make it into lemonade. Yeah. And, and be coachable. I mean, I, I think it was one of your first open houses after you went through our Doors Open Connect, yeah. uh, the uh, DOC Open House 101. Um, I saw, I wasn't able to be there that t- that day, but I got to see, I was so proud when I saw the, the setup that you had inside of the open house and then seeing the, that sign and just, just really diving into that thinking, you know, uh, putting your all into it. Basically, you're not wasting time. Um, you're, you're really just diving in and giving it all that you got. And I mean, it's showing, obviously it's paying off just you know, open houses are just one cog and, you know, one uh, spoke in the wheel. Then there's social media, then there's going out networking and bringing that all in and tying it together. But you don't halfway do anything. And I love you guys. I mean, just shout out to you guys. Doors open connect. Um, You guys have an incredible um, vision. And that one day when you guys came in and told us about the whole Doors Open Connect and what it really offers, using the app and how to do an open house. I've done an open house prior to that with my previous brokerage. And I'll be honest, my phone didn't work. I didn't get the Wi-Fi password. I was flustered. Um, You know, I baked cookies, but I just was not on my game. You know, and you can see that clients can see that when they walk through the door on how you set the tone, you know, mm-hmm. are you in charge? Are you leading? You know, um, do you demand control of the room? Are you um, educated on the actual house and, you know, knowing everything about it? And I did such a great job based on what you guys taught us that day here at the office that I had someone else's buyer reach out to me. And I share this with Deshaun and it came through as a KV core lead. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I got a new lead. So when I call back, he says, Hey, it was me from Saturday. Um, my wife and I came down from Michigan, but you know, we have a realtor, but I just wanted to compliment you on how well you did and hosted your open house. And that was really impressive to me. So I, I just thought that was amazing just to get that compliment from someone who's being represented by a completely different realtor. And of course, with integrity, right. you never want to step on anyone's toes, but I just thought that was amazing. So thank you guys. Yeah, and for Absolutely. Him, yeah. And for him going out of the way i mean you know there's there's not a whole lot of sometimes there's just not a lot of loyalty in this business we can we will all i tell you we've all had some pretty bad stories but to have somebody go out of their way to leave a review um and and reach out to you and let you know how much they appreciate it that goes a long way and even though they might have a real estate agent maybe they've got another uh, you know in a couple months or so they've got somebody that is coming from somewhere else and they might introduce them to you so you you may never know yeah and I always say, like, an, to me, an open house is a someone's giving you permission to party in their house for three hours without destroying it. <laughs> so um, I, I want to pretend like I am walking into your open house. Tell me, tell me your, your setup, how you move, how you do your thing in your open house. So if I'm walking in as a buyer and I'm checking out this open house that you're doing, talk to me. So you're going to be greeted by music. You're going to hear some nice tone, whether it may be some Billy Joel or um, Sade, depending on my mood for the day. Okay. Um, Something really friendly, like, you know, not boring elevator music, if you will. Um, You're going to definitely see coffee, water, um, donuts. Oh, I like donuts. Um, It it really just depends on the house that I'm actually marketing. So if it's a luxury listing, of course, it's going to be a little bit different than, you know, something that's 500,000 and below. Um, and you're just going to have space. I think it's so important because I used to be in sales and marketing. Um, I used to work for BMW selling cars. You never want to be right up on someone's back. 
Right. You know, you want them to be able to explore within distance, of course, keeping in mind your seller's personal belongings. And I always tell my sellers to put everything away. But, you know, give them free reign. You know, allow them to see them living in this home. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to also get my bubbly, bright, vibrant personality and fashion, right? Because I love mixing fashion and real estate together. So you'll always see me at my open houses dressed to the nines. Um, there'll be great refreshments there. Um, and I always do a raffle. So whether it's for the uh, buyer's agent or actually for the buyers, I give equal opportunity to give away a gift card, whether it's to Starbucks or Lowe's or Home Depot, something that both parties can use. You know, that sounds like fun. That doesn't sound like a boring open house. No. And um, what was the other thing I was going to ask? I had a really good question, but you were blowing me away I'm with sorry, all your, all your open house. Stuff. <laughs> well, I, I just saw one. So I love to, to see the creativity um, with the open houses. And I always, I think in there somewhere, it, you know, it's kind of like leverage holidays and things that are upcoming. Do you see De uh, Devon um, and, and Will's uh, yes. last open house where yes. they did the Halloween theme? They had, fa you know, face masks and, and, you know, they had the whole nine. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I yeah. mean, for just looking at an open house you know scrolling through people's you know photos and things of that on social media you would stop and be like man what what are they doing you know and you want to make it worthwhile for people i mean they're taking their saturday afternoon or their sunday yes they're looking for a home to move into but guess what we have in this market habitual house hunters mm -hmm. open housers that just yep. will go for the fun of it um, and I've also been told, oh, we we remembered you from your McGregor Woods Circle um, listing. And, you know, we saw your sign out there and we just thought we would come because it was so much fun and all the energy that you bring to it. So you'll have people that will just not be looking for a home, right. but just want to come in for the experience, too. And, and it's about building uh, relationships. relationships. And like I always tell agents, there's even those people, they know someone now a month from now, tomorrow, six months from now, that's going to need to buy or sell. Um, and it's just like you said, you know, if, if someone is, um, you know, going to an open house, there's a pretty high chance they're going to a few of those today. So are you going to be the agent that stands out in all four of those open houses where at the end of the day, maybe yours was the first one, then they had three or four after that. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, they're like, you know what, that, that Astrid person, they, she did a really good job in that open house. I, we remember that one the most out of anybody. And you right. can't be dry. I mean, for the new real estate agents out there, do a mock open house with your friends, your family, your husband, your wife, you know, people that are going to give you great feedback and good criticism, if you will. Um, so that way you're prepared before you have your open house of fumbling over yourself and not knowing what to say. Or, you know, go. Uh, you know, I always try to suggest this to newer agents. Hey, if you're a little bit nervous, nervous about it or timid, go check one out that uh, within your office, your brokerage, see if, see if there's somebody around that maybe you could um, go with and just be a fly on the wall on a Saturday or Sunday upcoming. It's just a couple hours out of your day. Um, there's really no excuse not to not to do it. And I also think, you know, Southwest Florida, South Florida in general, there's we're what, 70, 75 percent hospitality. So most Buyers have been in the service and or real estate agents have been in the service industry at some point or another. And you just think you have to think about 
um, welcoming people in, making them feel welcome, making them feel that, you know, this is the house for them. And hey, if it's not, they got to fall in love with your personality, right? So because maybe you'll find them something else down the road that uh, that is more suitable for them. But that's where the connection is made, right? And I just, I think that is, that is so important. And I'm going to leave everybody here with a tip. And I'm, I'm trying to put this on a lot of the podcasts that we've been doing recently. But it's super exciting when you get a listing. And especially if you're newer, you're only, you know, have done a few listings here or there. But if you strategically, you know, set this up the right way, you can double dip or you can really um, exploit these open houses and make them really leverage and work for you and also for your sellers. So if you get a listing on Monday or Tuesday, tell your sellers, especially if they're, they're willing uh, to do this, but I would try to encourage you on selling them on that. Hey, we're not going to list this property. We're not going to make it live until either Wednesday night or Thursday. We're not going to accept any offers until Monday afternoon. And then you're going to sit that open house with the low inventory that we have right here in Florida and Southwest Florida, and especially, you know, between the Cape and, and, and Naples. Um, people are chopping at the bit. They're throwing in over asking on things they haven't even seen yet. So that means if you wait, then on Saturday, you do your open house on Saturday and Sunday. If you're priced right and in, in a decent location, you're going to get a flood of people coming in, a flood of people that you can meet or, hey, if they, if they, it's a great way to try to double end the deal if you can, um, you know, represent both the buyer and seller. That's great. Um, but it's also where's your next lead going to come from? Where's your next seller? Where's your next buyer going to come from? And so by Monday, you'll have every, you know, it's a win win for everybody. You'll have the best and highest on Monday. Um, you'll have a bunch of new leads in the pipeline. Um, and it's just it's just working tremendously right now. And you said one important thing. I've done that. I've listened to you guys, and I've done that my last two open houses. Priced right. Priced right. Yeah. Priced right. So although, a- although there's a kind of a it's kind of a scale right now <laughs> with the way that people are throwing money around and, and cash offers, et cetera. But in the general vicinity, you know, priced, priced in a good vicinity. So I have a quick question for you, Astrid, and then I want to flip the script a little bit because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. Um, so quick question on the open houses. And this is, a, this is a big one that a lot of agents ask, and they ask us, um, how do you get people to sign in on the sign-in sheet? That, um, that's a tough question for some agents. They feel uncomfortable asking it. They don't know maybe how to ask it. What is your take on it? In the very beginning, <laughs> I was very hesitant, and I didn't really know how to approach it. But once again, after listening to you guys, I basically would say, you know, um, especially with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? And I utilize it, you know, my sellers want to know who was in their home and then also, you know, for contact tracing, right? So God forbid if someone gets sick and I was there, at least I'm able to go back on the list and say, hey, I just been exposed to COVID. You might want to get tested just in case for your own health and and well-being. So I kind of come across from both standpoints of health and also security for my sellers, and the raffle is probably a pretty good idea too. And if you the want, raffle, if you want a gift yes. card, you'd better sign Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yep. or leave a business card. So, with it being now, I'm gonna flip the script on you. With it being breast cancer awareness, okay, and this is a big one. I've I've had um, my grandmother, her sister, and her other sister survive breast cancer um, a couple times, and awesome. they're like my heroes. Those are the people I look up to. I don't look up to people that have money. I look up to people like that that can beat, you know. Cancer, like that's that's a crazy thing to beat, right? So, tell us about when you first got diagnosed, and I know a lot of women too um, that might not know this kind of stuff. But what are the signs? What did you? How did you know? 
it wasn't just a random doctor visit. There had to be some sort of sign. So what, what kind of signs did you see that might help out women um, that's listening to this podcast, you know, if they might be experiencing some of the same stuff? And men. And men, yeah. Because a lot of men don't realize that you guys can get breast cancer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, as I said before, I had my business, um, fitness business, and one of my clients specifically came to me to build her endurance back up after having radiation, and she survived breast cancer twice. Wow. And I had taken a shower, got out the shower one evening, and I felt like a, a small pea-sized lump on the side of, side of my, rest, my right breast. And it didn't hurt, right? And I was like, hmm, this wasn't there last week. It wasn't there before. And I just kept on feeling it. You know, like when you know that something's wrong, you just keep on going back to it. Mm-hmm. But yet I was kind of like in denial because let's face it, I was 38 at the time. They encourage you to get a mammogram at 40. Um, they tell you in high school and health education that breast cancer runs on your mom's side of the family. And no one on my mother's side had breast cancer. So I kind of ignored it for about a month. And finally reached out to my client. I said, hey, Sherry, I'm having this bump. And, you know, what were your symptoms? And she's like, Asher, you need to go to the doctor, get it checked out, because everyone's symptoms are different. And sure enough, I went and um, they did, you know, the MRI and they thought it might have been fat necrosis or, you know, I had breast implants at the time, totally transparent. Um, They thought it might have been something from my implant, you know. Um, fast forward, that turned into that one little small lump that I felt that did not hurt turned into four masses Hmm. and it was stage two breast cancer, um, invasive. And it went into my lymph nodes. And when I tell you guys that I never felt sick, I was in the best shape of my life, probably about 30 pounds smaller than what I am now fit. I ate right. Um, I didn't have a lot of sugar in my diet, none of that. And my doctor wanted me to get tested for BRCA, which is the gene for breast cancer and other cancers, Um, being that I was so young with such an aggressive form of breast cancer. And sure enough, I tested positive for BRCA too. So that meant that I had an 86% chance of getting breast cancer at some point in my life, a higher risk for ovarian cancer, and a higher risk for pancreatic cancer. Wow. So when I tell you that my whole world just crumbled at that point of hearing those words, you have breast cancer with two small kids, a husband. Um, My husband was a sergeant at the time, and he's having to lead other men and women on the road. Just think of the mind cloudness and that heaviness of not knowing if your wife is going to die or if she's going to make it. And um, for a woman, it really just robbed a lot of me because I had to have a double mastectomy. So you figure something that we as women um, identify with or you fed your kids with, um, those are gone. Those are robbed for me. Um, Having to be flat for a while until I did reconstruction. And then three days after my double mastectomy, as a life-saving procedure, I had my ovaries and my tubes removed. So now you're talking about not feeling like a woman because you no longer have breasts. You can't have kids anymore, even if you wanted to. It was a lot. You know, but my faith in God really allowed me to strive and thrive through that diagnosis. And then um, November 6th, I had started chemotherapy. So once again, another doozy of now all the parts that we as women mostly identify as being a woman, you lose your hair. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until that point, Ricky, that I really saw how beautiful I was. 
mm-hmm. because it was just like a plain canvas. There was no makeup. There was no hair. It was just me, you know, and I never wore a wig. I didn't want to wear, wear a wig because I felt like I was making someone else comfortable with my diagnosis mm-hmm. when I was okay with it, you know, and through that, I was able to really help other women, you know, that were going through it or just got diagnosed with breast cancer. So in regards to symptoms, you know, it could be a pain under your underarm. It can be a new lump in your breast. It could be a cough. It could be back pain. You know, there's so many different symptoms that lead to breast cancer. Yeah. And you've beat this a few times, huh? Well, I beat, well, cause I know you, I know you've been, I know you've been kicking its ass for a while now. Yeah. So I was diagnosed in 2018, went through chemo and was deemed cancer free. But then last summer there was a mass that was found, um, on my thymus and they weren't sure if that was, what's, what's a thymus. So your thymus gland is something to do with like, you know, your pituitary gland and it usually gets smaller as you get older Uh and it's big when you're a child right so it has a lot to do with your immune system and defense well mine was getting bigger which that should not have been happening and they saw it when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer in 2018 so you're talking about having a major surgery a thymectomy where they go in with the robot they deflate your left lung to remove this thymus which sits between sits behind your heart and in front of your lungs so this is a really serious surgery that I had August 17th last year. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw you on 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 Facebook. You were you were talking about it a little bit and going yeah. through it and I was like, "Wow. In 2 years she's gone through so much. Yeah. That is wild." And I'm still not out of the woods, but you know, you would never know it, no. right? Um because I come in with a smile and I'm hunkered down and doing real estate. And I just try to keep my mind off of the things because there's something called scanxiety that breast cancer survivors have not knowing what the next scan is going to show. So I'm good today. There's some things going on, but I don't claim it. Well, it's like, it's like you said, you, you can never tell because there's a lot of people that, you know, they'll, they'll go through it. I mean, think about how much that was. You were getting settled in Florida. You're trying to start, you know, your new career. Then you get diagnosed with cancer. Then you get this second uh, thing that happened and then you know at the same time you became a top producer a rock star at open houses and not once do i can i remember since i've met you where you came in like droopy faced and play the victim and and woe is me every time you're just a smile on your face and you're happy and you're like don't worry y'all i'm gonna beat it yeah. i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna and you do it and you beat it and, and and you know um like you said before not many agents come into it and become top producers their first year and, and most agents don't even do one deal their first year. And, and I think it's like 70% of agents quit after the first year. So all that stuff being said just in, you know, two to three years, um, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and we're so proud of you and, and happy for you. And it's, it's amazing. And I mean, thank God every step of the way, because without him, a lot of these, it could have been a different story for you. Right? Absolutely. And you know, you, you have something called survivor's guilt when you meet other women that have gone through the battle and they've been diagnosed the same time as you and they don't make it, you know? And I hate when people say, well, you, you had breast cancer. That's the easy cancer. You know, at least you'll get a free boob job. And it's like more than that, you know, it's more than pink this month. It's more than that. Um, I would encourage since I'm having this platform 
you know, rather than giving to, and these organizations are great, rather than giving to Susan G. Komen or American Cancer Society, you know, try to go to your local um, cancer, Florida cancer specialist, you know, where chemo is being administered, right? And meet someone in the parking lot, you know, offer them, you know, hey, can I give you something towards your next copay? Because even with insurance, my God, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. My one surgery last summer was $90,000. Wow. Okay. And you're talking about high deductibles. So families are struggling as much as we do these walks and we donate to these amazing organizations. There's still no cure. Um, people don't see the aftermath of you crying yourself to sleep at night. Um, people don't see the effects of depression. You know, that's why I wanted to be a part of the NAMI committee um, because it's near and dear to my heart, you know, suffering from post-traumatic syndrome after being diagnosed with something so heavy um, and being depressed and having the anxiety, um, but yet still being able to thrive from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. What an amazing story. Wow. Yeah. Already, and you <clears throat> still got plenty to go. I do. I do. Well, Astra, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Um, where can people find you? So I am a proud realtor of Marzuka Real Estate. Um, I'm based out of the Cape Coral office. That's 1017 Cape Coral Parkway East, Cape Coral, Florida, 33904. Um, you can find me on social media at your underscore Coastal Chic Realtor. Um, I also have another platform for my breast cancer awareness. It's called Smiling After Cancer. Um, and you can find me um, via email, your Coastal Chic Realtor at gmail.com. And my phone number is 347-658-9194. Go ahead and follow her, y'all. She's, she's, she's awesome, especially if you're looking to become a real estate agent and you want to know all about open houses and how to do them. She's a rock star follower. Yeah, and especially if you just moved to the state and you're, you're doubting yourself and your abilities to uh, crank out a six-figure income in one year. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, and Astrid has proven that time and time again. Astrid, it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us, and we look Thank forward you. to having you on the next one. Maybe we'll talk about how to fire clients. Hey. <laughs> hey, it might be on the <laughs> next one. Um, but again, we greatly appreciate you stopping by and taking the time. And until next time, I'm Deshaun Robinson. This is Rick Haas, and we will keep the doors open so your deals stay closing. Did you find this podcast informative and helpful? If so, don't forget to show support. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. Have any feedback? Don't forget to leave a comment. Would you like to inquire about sponsorship and or more about being a guest on our podcast? Maybe you have someone in mind you'd like us to interview. Maybe you have a topic regarding real estate you'd like to learn more about. Find us on social media and or shoot us an email explaining who, what, why, and when at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. And in full disclosure, the Doors Open Connect podcast is intended to bring value and be informative to our listeners and is generally an organic, unscripted, open discussion. The opinions and or experiences of our guests are not necessarily shared in their entirety by our hosts. Thank you again to all of our listeners and supporters.